Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. And I'm Aaron McMahon. There will be no football season this fall in the Big Ten. It's a jarring, if expected, outcome. We discuss what led to the decision and what to make of it, plus what's next for football and other sports at Michigan. All that and more on this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Well, Aaron, it has been a a wild 24 hours, 48 hours, five days. I mean, it depends how far exactly you want to go back. Yeah, what what has it been like for you kind of watching this all unfold? You, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, I could go back to, I think, Friday night. I had a, a phone call with a administrator in the, the Mid-American Conference who basically hinted to me that they were heading toward the, the football cancellation, the, the MAC was. Uh, that happened on Saturday morning, as, as we reported. That, that kind of set off the dominoes. I mean, the Big Ten was reported Monday was going to cancel. They ended up doing that yesterday, as, as it's been widely reported. And many of you listening have, have learned. It's interesting time for college football. It's been a wild last five days. You know, I've been covering college or sports in general for the better part of the last 10 years. And I don't think I've ever had a, such a busy uh, five-day stretch just in the new, in the volume of news and speculation and the ebbs and flows. It's It's been weird. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the times we're living in. You know, we, we've been you know, dealing with the coronavirus now for you know, a better part of the last six, eight months. The end game, the reality of the situation is things haven't improved much. And that's one of the reasons why I think you heard Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren also make the decision to cancel fall sports. Yeah, it was wild because, I mean, I think, again, sometimes it's hard to know exactly who it was first on this. But I feel like the first, you know, uh, we heard about a true date for like cancellation was, you know, Monday with Dan Patrick on his show saying that the Big Ten and Pac-12 were going to cancel on Tuesday. That is what he said. And in the end, that was correct. But you started getting other reports, and then we could do a whole journalism class on this, which we're not going to do here. But um, you know, maybe saying it was coming earlier, or regardless, with social media, Monday just felt like you know instead of one day, it felt like you know a week or two because it's just you're getting you're getting all these little pieces of information instead of just kind of waiting till everything you know was, was finalized and then and then getting the full story. It made for kind of a a bizarre day, but yes, in the end, there's no not just football, but any fall sports, you know, in the big 10, that would be men's and women's cross country field hockey, men's and women's soccer, and, uh, you know, women's volleyball. Those sports are not, not going to be happening. They're not calling them a cancellation. They're calling it a postponement with the thought that they can try again in the spring. You know, we can, we can kind of get into that, what that might mean, because I've got some questions on that for sure. But yeah, I guess just, you know, kind of immediately the big, you know, the big sport, obviously, that, that we cover here at Michigan is football. And, you know, there's not going to be a season here in the fall. I guess, you know, kind of what do you think really led to this decision when all was said and done? Obviously, the Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Warren, you know, answered this question yesterday. 
Yeah, he brought up uncertainty, and that's that's kind of been the case now for the last few months. And, and going back to your real quick, going back to your early point, you're right. It's been Monday was weird just watching all this play out. I saw a tweet, and it was very. I thought it was very accurate. It was like watching the sausage being made in terms of the decision making process, and and I think that's very apropos. I mean, nowadays in the social media world, everything is played out, and I feel like publicly or things are leaked out. Whereas in the past, it was you, you'd wait until a decision was made, and then you go back and, and find out the details after the fact. So it's it's weird, but yeah, I mean the, the uncertainty around the coronavirus, I think, is the, is the biggest concern. These universities are worried about liability issues, potential player being hospitalized, or even worse, and then suing and trying to and gain monetary value uh, money off of that. So it's mm-hmm. there's concern from the university standpoint, from the commissioner standpoint. I mean, there's there's just a lot of unknowns at this point, and, and that's why that's why I think Kevin Warren also made the call. Now, this was a, a decision made by the Big Ten presidents and chancellors. They voted on Tuesday. Now, there was a report that they had voted Sunday night, but apparently that was unofficial or un. I don't know what the deal was, but it was reported that it was twelve to two at least Sunday night with Iowa and Nebraska being the lone dissenters and wanting to play football in the fall and playing fall sports, I guess, in general in the fall. And, and I think we saw at least some of that come to light this week because Nebraska was very adamant about their desire to play. Right. Scott Frost came out and actually held a press conference. Uh, their athletic director and president came out in total disagreement with the Big Ten's decision. But it was clear that it was it's been trending this way for a few weeks now. I mean, the Big Ten did release a schedule last week, but it almost seems like you know, Kevin Warren was very quiet when it came to public comment all throughout the summer. He he did very few interviews. He didn't say a ton. And in, the, in that case, and that was a similar situation with University of Michigan President Mark Slissel. But they, it, it almost seemed like every time they did interviews, there was a caveat. You know, we 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 do want to play this year, but there was always a but or an if. And that came last even last week when the Big Ten unveiled its its ten game conference schedule. That they released it obviously, but they also said they still weren't sure they were going to play the fall. Um, so they always left the door open for this. And apparently the last three or four days, there was, and that this still hasn't been explained, but what led to this decision is really unclear specifically. I think that the commissioner needs to be asked, um, you know, what changed between now and, and last week? Because they did release a schedule and they did all this stuff. But, you know, he answered questions Tuesday in the Big Ten Hour. He was never, he never really explained the differences in the medical assumptions or conclusions. Right. And I think that's what we're still waiting on. No, I, I think I think those that question absolutely needs to be answered, probably by not just the Big Ten, but then these conferences that that do continue that that plan to go forward and play. You know, will we see? Will it become public? What advice was given that that led to the the decision either to not play or to play? You know, because while the Pac-12 joined the Big Ten uh, on Tuesday in in you know canceling fall sports. Other conferences have not. They're still planning to go forward. It's kind of interesting. You got, you know, Kevin Warren's son plays football in the SEC at, at Mississippi State. And, you know, like you like you said, you know, Warren didn't unilaterally make this decision to, to not play. Uh, but it is interesting that he obviously believes that it's not safe to, to go forward. And yet, you know, his son potentially could be doing that. But, yeah, you, you also hit on the... Um, you know, sort of the, the pushback from various coaches and, and certainly players. There was, you know, the we want to play movement, the we want to coach movement. You know, Nebraska in the Big Ten was the most vocal. Yeah, you really do wonder if, if the rest of the Big Ten wants to roll back the clock a decade and, you know, kind of go back on those decisions to add Nebraska and, and eventually Rutgers and, and Maryland to the Big Ten, given the way things have gone lately. But yeah, they, I guess I wasn't surprised by that movement, by that, you know, sort of social media push for football to happen. 
I was a little surprised at some of the points being made um, and some of the reaction to it. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna go out of my way to criticize college athletes or whatever, but you know, Trevor Lawrence was uh, kind of most vocal in, in that. I guess he's just you know a Heisman contender, one of the best you know potential first number one NFL draft pick. So he's getting a lot of attention. The Clemson quarterback, you know, and he was kind of making it sound like it's either play football or, you know, you're going back to the streets. Like these players are just going to be kicked out. And, and it was just kind of, it's kind of strange. I mean, Michigan's campus, for example, you know, is planning to, to open like, like many others and have some form of, you know, in-person instruction. And testing available. And testing. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to have the same quantity of, of tests, you know, as, as you would if you were playing football, but you know, you're also maybe not as much in putting yourself at risk because you're not, you're not, you know, you're not uh, actually coming in physical contact with, you know, with so many other people. So I, I don't know. The idea that, you know, somehow players are even safer playing football is kind of is kind of confusing to me. It is. You know, I, I think the one thing we don't know a ton about this virus, but the one thing we do know is that you can easily you can better contract it by being closer to individuals. And football is difficult to play when you're not close to one another. Right. Um, all the tackling and and blocking and, and everything else. There's just football's one of those sports where it's difficult to play in, in these situ- in these situations. Now, can it be done? Perhaps. I mean, like you said, the SEC, the Big Twelve, and the ACC right now are planning to go on. I, I think the Big Twelve plans announced today, Wednesday, as we record this, they're going to start their season a little bit later than they anticipated. They're looking at September 26, which yes. will be in line with the SEC and the ACC. So, I mean, they're, it, look, it sounds like those conferences are going, to, are going to try and buy themselves some time here. Whether it works remains to be seen. I mean, they will be they will start camp a little bit later. Um, it would give them some time for students to return to campus and, and see how that kind of those interactions go. And if, if those programs come out of that rather, you know, rather unscathed in terms of, you know, lacking outbreaks and, and large case quantities, they might be able to go ahead. But, you know, that's what the Big Ten is clearly doesn't think that will happen. I mean, they clearly looked at this quite a bit and studied it. But back to your, your original point about the reaction, I thought I thought it was interesting too. I mean, between the player reaction and then the co- some of the top Big Ten coaches came out, including Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. Ryan Day, James Franklin, Scott Frost was very adamant they they wanted to play this fall. Jim Harbaugh made that apparent several times this summer. I can remember when we spoke to him back in July, he was asked a couple of times about the potential of playing spring, and each time he was asked, he kind of turned it around and made and made it admit that he he wanted to play this fall and he felt like they could. Now Jim released a statement back on Monday as this kind of thing was boiling over on social media and it was being reported uh, that the Big Ten was planning to cancel. He, he made a one-page statement he released to the media through Michigan spokesman at basically advocating for football this fall. He used statistics clearly the athletic department gave him. You know, Michigan's football team had registered zero positive tests in the last 353. They felt like of all the 35 cases in, in the department as of last week, none of them had been traced back to the football team or facilities or weight room or anything like that. So they, he felt like they were doing things the right way. And it's possible that they were. They probably were. And Jim Harbaugh and Michigan deserve credit for that. But that's not to say that their neighbors and other teams in the Big Ten have been. In fact, several teams, as we know, have, have experienced outbreaks. Rutgers, for instance, had to shut down preseason uh, workouts. Michigan State had to. Northwestern chose to after one positive case. Just because you're doing things right and you're doing doing things efficiently and effectively doesn't necessarily mean your neighbor is. And that's where it comes down to, and that's the important part here, remind, remembering this. It is, the season wasn't going to be just each individual team practicing one another. It was going right. to be one team playing another team. 
Uh, and that's where the concern comes in and the potential for, for outbreaks happen. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, in the way they've been practicing now has been a little different than how they're going to ramp up if there were to be actual games. So yeah, maybe you are, you're, you're at less risk. If you're not going full contact, you're just in helmets um, as opposed to once it gets down to looking like, you know, real football. So that's the difference too. I mean, you're seeing it. Baseball does its testing and yet, you know, they've had, they've had problems now. I, you know, I also just took a little issue with, you know, Harbaugh, you know, quoting, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and, and talking about, you know, we don't want to be among the cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. And my problem with that is that it just makes it seem like you're weak in some way by, you know, choosing this option to not play, that you're cowering to the to the virus. And, you know, I just I just don't, you know, it's cowardly in some way to do that. And I, I just I guess I disagree with that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can see how this is almost like, you know, coming off to some of our listeners that, you know, I, I'm 100 percent on board with the decision the Big Ten made. And I mean, I'm not because I don't think there's an easy answer here. I mean, they could have continued to play and, and maybe that would have been the right move, too. I, I, like, like Kevin Warren said, there's just so much uncertainty. It really is really is hard to know what the right answer is. And I, I do think the SEC, SEC, for example, did show some patience with having that, uh, you know, September 26, as you mentioned, you know, start date for their games. I mean, it could lead to more wasted time with these players practicing for no reason and being in close quarters for no real reason when there's not going to be a season. But it also, you know, allows them to have campuses open. It's always kind of strange that the Big Ten decided to, to start when they did. And it's, it's also kind of strange to me in a way that they did decide to cancel now. Because like you said, what, what changed in the last week? What changed? You know, what did they expect to change going forward? I mean, the numbers in this country are, are not great, uh, but they, they weren't a week ago either. So I don't know. It was almost like at this point, come this far, might as well see how it, how it plays out and see if you can start playing. I, I guess I wasn't entirely sure why they decided to pull the plug now. Two, yeah, two things to that note, you know we haven't gotten a clear, concise uh, explanation for, like, like you said, what changed medically from last week to this week. Now, there was a report from ESPN uh, that there was a myocarditis and inflammation of the heart muscle um, mm-hmm. had been floating around the Big Ten. Apparently, five student athletes have contracted it. ESPN reports, and that was kind of what sounds like what kind of pushed the presidents and commissioner over the edge in terms of deciding to cancel the fall, but that was never really explained from a public standpoint. So I, I think the lack of clear, concise explanation of the difference, and then you're right, I, I think lack of patience. Um, I think things could have been done. I mean, Big Ten unveiled its schedule with some flexibility, and they could have moved the schedule back, like the SEC and the ACC and the, and the Big 12 are planning to, to late September to try and start. But apparently there was, a, there was enough detail behind the scenes or, or, you know, explanation behind the scenes to pull the plug. I'm, I'm with you. I, I do think they could have shown a little bit more patience, but I, I do think at the end of all of this, I don't think, I, I think you're going to see almost every conference. In fact, I would not be surprised if you see every conference end up going this way. The winds seem to be trending that way, mm-hmm. but you're right. I, I, I do think they could have shown more patience. And, and But yeah, given the statements we've seen from the other league, that's not going to happen immediately. Like I, I think we, at least I maybe posited on this podcast in recent weeks that we kind of thought it might look like the ends, you know, the basketball, you know, what happened in March where it's one conference and then it's a domino and it's like, all right, the whole thing, this isn't happening. You know, we talked about who would be the first school to make the move or the first conference. Well, we, we've had that now. And yet others are still planning to, to go forward. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, at the heart of this, COVID-19 is the reason that there's not going to be, you know, college football, at least in the Big Ten, 
this fall. That's really just at the heart of it. You can't forget that. Like I've said this before, you don't like start a society with sports and, and, and entertainment and things like that. You got to have, make sure. And there's a debate about whether schools can open and, you know, hospitals being overcrowded, like you've got other problems that you need to address first. And then, you know, having sports is, is kind of a function of that society. But, and then, you know, I guess if your counter argument wants to be, well, look, they're, the NBA is playing and other professional sports. Again, these are not professional athletes. Can't do the bubble if you're going to call call you know them amateurs, which they do. That's a whole nother debate about whether that's a sham and whether that's starting to crumble and all that. But you know, the NCAA is going to protect that because you know, even if it means not playing for a year, you know, protecting the revenue that they that they get by not having to pay the players, you know, is enormous. So yeah, that really is a, a, a different but related issue for sure. So the talk about playing potentially in the spring, I'm not really sure what that what that means exactly. I mean, the true spring seasons, like the sports that play in the spring, baseball and softball and lacrosse and some of the, you know, their schedules typically they have a they have a game somewhere around like February 10th. That's their first, you know, true game of the of the spring season so is that what they mean do they mean like just january 1 kind of creating your own season i don't know but there's there's certainly challenges there what is your take on the potential delay yeah there are a lot of challenges I and mean, there's a lot of question marks and things they're gonna have to figure out can it be done i, I do think so but again it's gonna be contingent on the, on the virus i mean if we're right. in similar situations we are right now where you know a thousand people a day are dying across the u.s and there's concern about unknowns with with regards to to the virus i Mm -hmm. I don't see them having a a, you know a pathway to playing but it sounds like they're leaving the door open to it um as for what the the schedule would look like yeah i I would have to think the working plan and again i'm just speculating at this point because no one's really said anything but would be to start practice maybe january start games mid-february kind of like you said and that would give them a couple of months to get through the season they could now they could replicate the the 10 game uh, schedule they released last week and, and try and do that or they can play a shortened season there's just a lot of question marks and then the weather comes into play and whether they can play outside and, and, and snow and, and ice and, and cold i mean i guess they could but it would be less than ideal and then there's a question of whether you should let the fans in the stadium so there's there's a lot of things there's eligibility issues to work through and I, I i said this in a radio interview earlier this morning but i suspect if they were to play a spring season you're going to see a very different looking michigan football team than you would have this past fall. I suspect there could be anywhere from you know half a dozen, twelve players either opt out and, and go to the, and choose to go to the NFL draft and or transfer. So you're going to see that the makeup of the roster. I think it's going to change drastically. But there's there's just so many unanswered questions, I, and that, that's the thing. The athletic department doesn't even know either. I mean, everything everyone's kind of flying by the seat of their own pants. I know the Pac-12 and I think the Big Ten will will shortly. Be pushing the NCAA to give them an answer on eligibility and scholarship issues or scholarship topics because if they were to grant these players an additional year of eligibility and some of these guys choose to return next year, you're going to have an, a scholarship and a roster limit issue with mm-hmm. the, the size of the classes that are expected to come in in 2021. Yeah, you know we often talk about obviously football on this podcast, and there are some you know issues that, that you mentioned there that are unique you know, to the football team with, you know, the, the NFL draft and, and, and the quick turnaround given the physical toll, you know, of, of football, if you were then to play the following fall as well, 
you know, some of those things don't apply to some of those other sports that are typically fall sports, like I mentioned, cross country and, and soccer and, and volleyball and, and things like that. You know, they might not have the physical toll. They don't, well, they don't have the physical toll. They don't have the um, necessarily players with, you know, professional aspirations that have a, have a draft and all that, you know, but they, they still have the weather concerns and some other things. And they typically do play first month of their season sometimes, you know, in Florida or in other warm weather places, um, you know, before they play their first, uh, you know, the baseball and softball teams have 10, 12, 15, however many games under their belt sometimes before, you know, fans can see them here in Ann Arbor for the first time. So yeah, that, that, that is something to, to consider or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think I, we had ever really mentioned, you know, the thought about, you know, when the decision, you know, came to cancel these things and, and which conference would be first or whatever, which school would be first, you know, the ramifications of potentially then players transferring to go elsewhere where they are going to play. And yeah, I mean, Florida governor was, was calling for players to, to come to his state to play. So yeah, it will be interesting to see if that, if that happens and, you know, what the NCAA decides on eligibility and, and things like that. But like you said, right now, it's not hard to see that those other schools, those other conferences might not be, be playing anyway when all is said and done. But as of now, they are planning to, to go forward. So yeah, it is, is all uh, worth watching, but um you know, the Michigan, the Michigan football team, as you you know wrote today, they weren't just practicing yesterday. They're going to continue to have workouts going forward, even with no, with no season. Is that correct? Yeah, that is what I've been told. Uh, Michigan spokesman told me Tuesday night that they had got clearance from the NCAA that they can continue those 20 hour a week schedules through the, through camp. So I would presume through the end of the month, maybe into September, they will be able to do I think eight hours of, of team walkthroughs a week and then participate in strength and conditioning and team and then team meetings and position meetings. So they can still work with the coaching staff. They can still go through walkthroughs with helmets and the football. So they'll, they'll, they'll be able to practice to some degree, but again, you know, without a game schedule, I, I know, I don't know how rigorous that will be. Um, but I think that just, that just goes to show that that is Jim Harbaugh's idea at this point. And this is, that's his motivation. I mean, he, he wants to have his players ready if and when they're able to play, whether it's the spring or next fall. Now, it, it will be valuable, I think, for some of the freshmen on the team didn't really get a spring, and, and they're just now being kind of initiated in the college football landscape. Because keep in mind, I mean, this this cancellation came down Tuesday, and, and they only had a couple of practices under their belt uh, since preseason camp was allowed to start. They right. still had, had not advanced the pads. That will not be the case moving forward. But, yeah, Michigan, by all signs at this point, is still going to um, work the practice here for the next, at least the next few weeks. Which kind of somewhat goes against what, you know, the university had said in their, in their release on Tuesday. Once fall sports were, were canceled by the, by the conference, you know, they put a pause on, they said, all team activities, including practices, for not just the, the, the athletes in the fall sports that were canceled, but anyone who was, you know, on campus, including, you know, winter and, and spring sport athletes. So the basketball team, for example, they're, they've already been here on campus. And um, yeah, they, they said they were putting a hold on, on that for them. But obviously that was just, you know, that wasn't necessarily mandated by the NCAA. That was just a decision the school made. And they've obviously changed course, at least with respect to the football team. Now, as far as, as basketball, I mean, that's kind of now, you know, the next question, you know, that's the next up. major sport coming up. And it's like, you know, November 10th is, is the, is the season opener across the sport. Um, you know, is that, is that going to happen? Obviously uh, it all, it all depends on what things look like in respect to the virus. It's just what everything kind of gets back to, but you know, the NCAA has, despite not really taking a leadership role uh, during this whole pandemic so far, you know, one of their top people has been very optimistic about 
like college basketball season and in particular, you know, an NCAA tournament in 2021. Um, you know, the thought of missing two in a row of those, you know, a big cash cow is, is I'm sure very hard for the NCAA to stomach. So they're basically, he has said, uh, this is Dan Gavitt, you know, a VP um, in charge of basketball has said, if there's basketball being played safely anywhere in the world, you know, there will be a college basketball season in, in some form, you know, in particular, you know, an NCAA tournament, which is just a little confusing to me. I mean, there is basketball being played safely somewhere in the world, right here in the United States, in fact, of course, with the NBA, but, you know, they're doing it through through a bubble, as it's called, as are, you know, some other, you know, professional leagues elsewhere. So it's just kind of an interesting thing to say. I mean, it almost implies they'd be willing to leave the country if possible. It implies maybe they would do a bubble of some sort. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, the bubble just runs contradictory to what we've been saying about amateurism and what, you know, the PAC 12 commissioner said yesterday, we will not be doing a bubble. That's for professional. Yeah, how athletes. do you justify not bubbling football players, but bubbling basketball players? I, I do not know. I mean, sure. It might be, it might be easier with, uh, you know, just fewer people involved on a team, but easier and possible doable doesn't mean that it you know should or will happen so um yeah it's 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 very interesting to see i mean the the pac-12 they canceled or you know whatever postponed suspended their sports uh through the entire year not just the fall but through 2020 um which obviously is a, a couple months worth of the of the basketball season Michigan, for example, was scheduled to go to Oregon, um, you know, early in the season. And that game is now, uh, you know, obviously just not going to happen, at least not, not on the scheduled date. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to see the, at some point an announcement coming that we're going to conference only, you know, short and season and try to do it in January, but you know, is there a reason to believe that things are going to be better come January? I mean, it's just, it's further in the future. So there's, there's hope, but it's hard to know, but they, you know, again, Dan Gavitt said that, you know, not till, you know, mid September, would you, you know, they'd have to make a decision about whether, you know, that November 10th start date is still viable. And again, he's, I, I'll present that to you, um, you know, reminding you listeners about what was said about the football season and the various dates. I mean, we kept hearing June and then early July, and then, you know, definitely by the end, you know, and it just kept getting pushed back. They did keep delaying it, um, you know, to the point where we didn't get the official word, of course, until, until just yesterday. So yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of things to, to continue to monitor. But um, yesterday was, again, if it felt somewhat inevitable by the end, it was still, it was still shocking and, and extremely disappointing that there will not be, you know, a football season here in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I mean, this is, I was thinking about it. This would be like the first or second time in the last like decade I have not covered uh, some sort of college football, whether it was, you know, Central Michigan when I was in college or U of M early in my career or, or U of M now. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. Um, not only just from a, just from an entertainment standpoint, but just from a, like a work standpoint. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not going to have a ton to write about. There's no practices or games to cover. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of transactional stuff as, as, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, I foresee several players, um, who probably have played their last game in a Michigan uniform. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll maybe get into that more in depth next week and of who those, some of those guys can be. Um, but don't be surprised if you see some transfers too, some guys that decide to leave the program and, and start elsewhere. Uh, but it's, it's interesting times in college football, something we haven't seen in our lifetime. I, I know that, um, and, and perhaps maybe for, for a long time to come.
Yeah. I mean, it'll give me a lot of people with, you know, many hours on their hands now. And it's not like then you can go do other more productive things necessarily with your life because the whole reason there's not football, of course, is because you really can't do a lot of other activities either. So that is, is just, again, it's just a double whammy and it's all connected and it's all, it's all disappointing, but, uh, we're not exactly ending on a high note here, but, uh, I don't know. You got any, any positive news to share of any sort? I got nothing. I got no, nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you know, well, we welcome Ryan Zook back next week. Uh, he'll bring he'll bring a little more light to all of our lives. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast.